So if 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 it gets to be March and there's been no new episodes, you need to you need to hurl things. Hurl things. There you go. Yeah. And and JT, tell Joe me. tell Jeff that he needs to buy a Floby. Don't do that. Please don't do that. So. Enough peer pressure already. No, more no, peer pressure. More. more peer pressure no, on the floor. No, we do not need any more on Listeners, whatever the heck is I want it. you to email in JT at MindRip Media about how much Jeff needs to buy a floby. What? <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Uh, because Jeff, you're you, and and I appreciate that, even though you are Me. adorable and and funny. Okay, uh, I'm glad you explained that in a way I can understand. Uh, did you understand it? Not a bit. Okay. Well, good. And <laughs> my work here is done. Right. Okay. So. So. Um, I'm going to stop my temporary recording. Otherwise, you're going to have. Five minutes, 14 seconds. Unless you just want... No, just keep going. Keep going, all right. I mean, yeah, this, is a, all this, this is a special. It's a special, right. So it's not like a... Yeah. What's a special mean? Um, well, A, it's kind of special because we're actually recording, which is... Right, that is kind of special. Because it's, it's been a little bit. Well, I haven't really felt... Um, I don't, chatty's not the right word. Like I haven't felt eloquent. I haven't felt like I had words for a while. Like I was just kind of working through some crap, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I was really kind of concerned. Like I, several times we talked about doing it. And I'm like, I don't really feel like I could speak to anything. And I really haven't been doing much in the way of research or, or following on open source stuff. Kind of more what other links people follow up. What other links people toss up. I haven't been doing my own original stuff for a little while. I've been mm -hmm. just kind of been absent from it. So uh i really had concerns like i didn't have anything for a podcast and i got i guess i get that let that get into my head okay yeah. i mean i'm gonna speak on behalf of our listeners here um okay and say that i don't really think they have an expectation of you or i being eloquent so i don't really think that's a problem i don't know if you're being insulting or not right no now. i'm actually being quite serious i mean it okay. can also be insulting, but I am being serious in that, I mean, you know, this is not a high-polished, well-researched, perfectly no, produced No, this has always show. been kind of off-the-cuff show, yeah. yes. But I still had content, and I had opinions, and I had kind of... Well, I mean, I'm sure you still ...researched have our topic. Well, that, that's, this is the opinion dominion. Of course I do. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm full of opinions, whether or not they're actually good or... Opinions that people would enjoy. Well, I like them when they're is... bad because then they're easy for me to to mock and make fun of. Well, that's that's part of our dynamic, is it not? I, yes. I think it is. So, are there any bad opinions you would like to pillory now? Something that's happened in the last year that uh, you'd like to bring up? Well, I mean, it would have to be a, an opinion of yours for me to. Well, I've pillory. shared quite a lot of opinions in our in our chat, have I not? Surely, something stands out to you in the last year of something that oh my gosh, I can't believe Jeff said or did that. Um. Uh, I mean, hmm. There's so much to pick from. Yeah, and there's also been someone else who's been kind of naughty and keeps bringing up a, a topic over and over and over again. Um, no. That we're not going to mention. No, no. No, I know, we're not. Abs we're not going to mention. Absolutely not. But, Good. Yeah. but he will know. He's going to get fired if he keeps doing he, it. He, he knows. 
that that we're talking about him because mm-hmm. he is right the now. one that keeps bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go ahead and get our, our JavaScript sucks. It's terrible. We hate it. It needs to go back to hell and uh, never uh, show its head again. Just kind of making sure we're still on the same page here. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, but that's not what I was talking about. But yes. I know. I know. I mean, I, I don't I'm, think I'm ever. It's what we call colloquially changing the subject. You see, conversation is an organic thing and it flows from one topic into another at the direction of the people making the conversation. And I have just directed it in a different direction. Yeah, because. Uh, you see? But I'm going to do the other thing that happened in the conversation and not let it change. <laughs> Um, of course you're not, because that's you. Because that's me, and I want it to be very clear to this individual who I'm not sta- naming that the topic <sighs> that shall not be talked about um, shall not be talked about. Every time you bring it up, even obliquely, you give him power. Oh, no, I don't give him power. I just give him a shovel to dig himself further into the hole because he keeps bringing it up. And, I mean, if, if it continues, I mean, he will be known as that guy. He already is. It's too late. Oh, you think he already it's is? It's locked in. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's. Uh, I think of him. Oh, okay. See, I don't. I don't think of him that way. I do. It, it it consumed other, like he had claimed certain niches, and this has now, in my mind, consumed it. So. So has yes. this surpassed his JavaScript status to you? Yes. Oh wow. This this is it's the thing we're not talking about is brain cancer. I agree. I agree. And you know what? The and people that are listening to this that are not in the Telegram channel are going to be very confused about what we're talking about. We we spent four minutes talking about something they'll have no idea. Yeah, but that's that's just the way it is because we are not going to name it because if mm-hmm. we name it, we, we cannot. Yeah, Although, we call it into being if we do correct. name it. So yes, um, and we are we are not going to uh, utter those incantations. Agreed. Agreed. So, so, picking a different something. Yeah, so what else has been going on in your life in the past year? Oh, gosh. Um, so we had huge drought over the summer, and I learned just how rickety the house is. Um, it tried to fall apart on me. That was fun. Nothing like yours. Oh, I mean, oh, how okay. house is... Okay. Yeah, this, is I'm, I'm not, this is not a competition at all. Not at well, all. I mean, not, I'm not trying to do that. Fair, there is no competition in that case. There is no competition. <laughs> in every category we could possibly measure, your house wins for spookiness and shittiness. Period, end of story, right? So I, I, I cede all authority and the crown to you for that. Well done. Of course, you paid considerably less for your spooky house than I did for mine. That is true. Yes, you got a sweet deal. I got a not sweet deal. But, you know, it sits on a nice piece of land, and I got it more for the land and the trees than I did for the And house. it's not falling so, over. Well, it was for a while, but uh, I fixed it, kind of. Uh, what I discovered was that the previous owner had not really been doing well much of any maintenance that's not un atypical but out out in north texas especially but in texas we have this clay soil and we have boom and bust rain so what happens is the clay swells and shrinks in response to the rain we didn't have we had very little rain this summer so the clay all shrunk and it looked like you could go outside and you look like you were in death valley the dirt was just totally cracked up and breaking up well that's not so good when your house is on a slab and all the clay is shifting and shrinking underneath it Mm. what happens to the house it breaks the slab. It moves the house around. You'll start to see it in the form of patches on your wall showing up and like things pulling apart. And if it goes too far, you'll actually see cracks in your house or your masonry or any number of things. Now, thankfully, it didn't go that far from my house. But I was getting worried it was because my back porch started sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a, a cover on the back mm-hmm. porch and three posts that hold it up. And one of the three posts started to separate uh, at the top. Okay. 
and it got so bad that there was actually a one and a half inch gap between the top of the beam and you could see the nails sticking up out of it and the actual roof beam it would support oh so that's how far it sunk okay in a matter of months and i was getting very worried so i had to fix my sprinklers uh, twice mm -hmm. and um i'd already fixed them once and then the uh the clay and the, and the breaking up it kind of broke them so i had a a delightful $800 water bill in the middle of June because it broke my irrigation and I didn't know. I kept hearing running water. I actually thought it was my AC. So I called someone to fix my AC and they were like, well, there's nothing really wrong with it. It needs to tune up. So we'll do that. And I was like, okay, they'll tune it up. That'll make it go away. And no, it didn't. And then I figured out, wait, that's because there's actually water running all the time. So that stunk, but I figured it out. And then I got the sprinklers fixed you know, patch the PVC and there's still a hole in the ground. Well, we backfilled the hole finally. Um, and then once that, I could start actually watering the lawn and helping it survive the, the drought. And that helped my house to survive. Okay. But was, I spent a lot of time just kind of making sure the house didn't break itself. That's good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sad that I had to spend the time, but I'm glad that I now, prevented it from breaking the, itself. The other important question to follow up on Um is are are you ready for this year's snowmageddon that you're going to get? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Not at all. Not in the Yeah, slums. you didn't learn anything from the prior year. No, well, because my power stayed on most of the time, so I didn't have to learn okay, anything. So did your dad learn anything and is he prepared? Uh, uh my, less so than my mom. My mom uh she took a lot of lessons from it and she like still talks about it and she's been kind of buying stuff in case it ever happens again. She's got some heater, uh, some stove, like a generator? she's got this stuff. Now, they didn't go that far yet. She was asking me about it, and I'm like, I can help you figure pick one out, but I don't think my dad is too keen on that. There's no reason they couldn't. There's, they're not like in an HOA neighborhood, so they definitely could put a neighborhood up if they wanted to, but they just, I think it was more, as long as it was a low or medium cost expense that it could be considered a hobby to prepare for snowmageddon. Oh. I know, don't, don't give me no, that no, look. No, no, don't no, 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 I think, I think you're, what? <sighs> I'm not talking about like a whole home generator thing. I'm talking about like, you put it on your back porch when the power goes out and you run an extension cord in. Okay. Like, and no, they HOA can't yet. say anything about that. They were talking about it. I don't think they ever okay. did. And I was eyeballing uh, getting one for myself too, but uh, I was having to repair the house and stuff. So whatever budget I had to go towards buying a generator instead went towards the house. So gotcha. Maybe, maybe soon, maybe in a couple months, maybe in a couple months after everything freezes again. And then, and then you need it. Well, okay, you don't want to buy it when everybody's trying right, to buy it, it because that's when it's expensive. So I got to wait till like June when no one cares. I, no, we're not tailgating. No one's using generators in June. No, yeah, so people use generators all during the summer when they go out with their buddies and the pickup and go. All right. Okay, anyway, anyway, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to buy them when everybody else is buying them, right? So this is my general rule. Well, I, I I get it, but I would think you would want to buy it before you needed it. Yes. So I don't think I'm going to need it this year. Okay. That's my prediction. Okay. You, you want to put a fiver on that? Sure. Okay. You want to have your... A whole fiver. You want to put your, a fiver for your dad on that, that he's not going to need one? And then if no, he does I need one, do then he owes me $5? He speaks for himself. I will not do that for him. I don't know. He's pretty good at, at speaking for you in, in defense of your uh, opinions on the show. Well, he's He dotes. Well, I mean, that's he's a dad, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. He, you know, so That's why he should not mind at all you betting $5 on his behalf. No, it's not. It's not that I, he's going to mind. It's that I don't agree in principle with doing that. 
Okay. I do not make a bet on behalf of somebody else. You're you're causing them small or not. You're causing them to have an obligation they are not even aware of. No, no, I will no, not I'm do not that to him. Them. Exactly. The person who makes the bet on behalf of someone else is incurring an obligation for that other person. I will not be the person that incurs an obligation for somebody else. Just period in the story. Okay. No. Will not do that. Call it a principle. I so guess, now I, I need to just... remember that principle and figure out how can I use that principle to get my way in the future. <laughs> Of course you would take things that way. Now that he's of put course. the line in the sand, I know. Ha! <laughs> this is why I put fake lines in the sand with you all the time. Yeah, actually I do. That's not, I'm not making that up. I have done that quite a lot in the past. Okay. And see, now you've got me wondering, like, which of the fake lines? Mm-hmm. You'll never know. Well, I mean, clearly I just I'll start breaking all of them and then see what, which ones you, you, you know, just let go and which ones you don't, because that, that'd be how I tell. Hmm. So, what if I choose to let them go because I, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Well, that's still a failure to uphold the the fake principle. So you're going to expend a whole lot of effort for what gain? Uh, well, opportunity cost says you should be fixing your spooky house instead of trying to hack my life. Okay, so I I hear you, and had I the capability to fix this, the 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 house, <laughs> I would agree with you. But since I do not. <laughs> What I do have is time on my hands where I could be getting entertainment. And, okay. uh, and I'm your entertainment. I mean, you could be. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You could serve okay. a wonderful purpose in my life to be entertainment. I appreciate the upgrade in my existence. Actually, speaking now... of you being entertaining, oh, um, let's talk about how you failed itself. Oh, okay. Well, talk. Well, I mean, you know, you failed. Okay. You know, that, that was a very sad moment for everyone that, mm -hmm. that you failed. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Is there anything else you... Is there more you want well, to talk just, about I on this I just want to know, like, what were your feelings on the, on the situation? Yeah, I failed. You know, and do you have any, uh, any hopes to make a comeback next year? No. No? None at all? None. None. No. No? Even if I give you a floppy drive that you don't need to jumpstart? No. Even then. Oh, that's no fun. You're going to disappoint all the mm -hmm. people itself that are, that are waiting for a, a comeback story. You're forgetting something. Next year's competition is going to be different. How so? Do you recall the agreement that we made with a certain other party that it was no longer going to be a single uh, competition, but instead uh, a competition between parties? What other third party did we make this agreement with? Can't remember now. Well, if you can't remember, then it's not an agreement. No, I know. I know we talked about it. I was also I I had a couple beers too. So. Yeah, you did um, have one or two. A couple. Um. Now instead of just us trying a single challenge, it's going to be setting up parallel challenges and see which team could get to it first. You remember that? I do not. It's kind of late. You're talking I do about not. That. I do not okay. remember us confirming this. Okay, not confirming. I was all on board with it, and I thought you were too. I mean, so. I might be on board, but it's going to. That would depend on who the uh, competition would be. Mm -hmm, obviously. And whether or not I think you could defeat them in, in glorious combat. Um, and then two, that would also re require me to have twice as much hardware. Well, I figured the other team would bring their hardware. 
Well, that's... Hmm. Okay, so you don't remember who it was we were talking with? Do you not remember this at all? I I vaguely Krista do. Krista Luca making the challenge. I vaguely do. Do you remember that? Okay. Um, were you drinking too? I don't think you no, drank. Well, no, I didn't actually. Maybe you were drunk on your success that I failed. Drunk on my success that you failed. I don't think that's how that yeah, works. Yeah, because you put you put the challenge and then you, you cackle with glee when I can't do right, it. Right, but that's not me succeeding. That's just me acknowledging fate. Okay. You know, it doesn't it doesn't require any effort on my part for you to fail. Now, if it did require effort on my part for you to fail, then then I could rejoice in my efforts being fruitful. However, in this case, uh, I actually did want you to succeed. Oh, well, that's new. Um, well, well, you know, I, I can most times you, you, time you time. hope. Yes, you can. And magnanimous, too. Um, mostly, I just think I think of it as you like setting up a difficult challenge. And we all like to watch me stumble my way through it and possibly succeed, but probably not. I'm disappointed that this past year uh, we had such hardware issues that got in the way. But I also believe we, we successfully resolved enough of those hardware issues, like you're saying, jump-starting the floppy drive, which is... Do you want to go ahead and go explain that to our listeners who haven't already heard Okay, it? so the three-and-a-half-inch floppy drive that I have, which had worked flawless for me for a long time. I mean, I mean ever since it was made, I guess, would be the thing I should say. Um, and when I got to self, uh, we started everything up, and like it worked, and then it suddenly just stopped working. Like it would spin up, it would do, it would work fine, it would read the disk, and then when we had to replace the disk, it wouldn't speed up again. It wouldn't spin up again. Yeah, we didn't think there was a problem with it because it was working fine. Right. As long as we had one disk in there, one floppy disk in there, it mm -hmm. would read fine. But once we took the floppy disk out and then put another one in, then it would not, you know, spin back up and read the new one. So. After disassembling the drive and figuring out that this was the problem, why we were having disk read errors when we tried to swap disks, um, in one of those, you know, epically stupid, sarcastic things of of mine that I love doing, I'm like, haha, watch this. I'm going to spin the drive. That's what I'm going to do with my finger. I'm going to spin the drive. So I did this as a joke, and then I stopped spinning it with my finger, and it kept spinning. And then it was reading the second disk fine. Um, which, I mean, I, I didn't think that's... I think we both looked at each other like, yeah, that, what just happened? Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. No, that's um, not supposed to happen. But eventually it did kind of give up the ghost in completely. Mm -hmm. um, and then as we as we checked the drive out a little more, uh, yeah, there were, some, there were some circuits on there that were looking a little, um, well, Sengi. not like circuits anymore. Right, yeah. L little, little altered. Yeah. By the by, the bounds so of time. So next year, I'm going to have to. Uh, well, before next year, I will have to obtain a bunch more three and a half inch drives so that we definitely have plenty. Mm -hmm. Hardware donations, people. Yeah. If you have three and a half inch drives laying around in a closet somewhere, send them the JT. Not USB floppy drives. I have one of those. No, not USB. Like they original, like actual, the actual from the '90s and early 2000s floppy drives. With the actual floppy interface on the back. Ideally, if you have a cable with it too, um, he's got some got cables. cables. But well, he... it, and next year, but cables go back. I too. will remember to bring cables because I have a whole box well, of them. Now, now let's also mention the challenge that was presented to you immediately before self that caused you to have to drop some of the hardware you normally would bring. Well, I do. We want to call that a challenge. I could call that many things. I chose the word challenge to be I generous. See, I don't know. The word challenge doesn't 
You forgot to bribe Murphy, and he decided to take it out on you on your car. So, so see, that's not a challenge. That's just M Murphy being a, a dick. Yeah. Um, you were going to use a different word. I helped so you. So I was I was driving home from the post office, which is like a mile away from my house, and I went to brake before making a left-hand turn. And as I was braking, I felt the rear end of the car going off to the right. I'm like, well, that's a weird sensation that I shouldn't be feeling when I'm going in a straight line and trying to brake. Your your vehicle is now articulated in a way yeah, that it wasn't previously. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm... Like one of those slinky buses. I'm used to my one VW. It, the rear suspension on it is made to actually flex side to side, so it'll give you some passive rear steering if you're braking really hard. So I'm familiar with the sensation, um, but not in an all-wheel drive SUV that's not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. So at first it was just like, oh, okay, that was weird. Like, did I just hit an oil slick or something on the road? Like, I don't know, something. So I make the left-hand turn, drive about another 100 feet to the next stop sign, slow down. It's not there. Well, that didn't happen. That's weird. So I make a right-hand turn. And then when I go to make a left-hand turn while driving and braking, it does it again. I'm like, oh, okay, um, something's weird. So I stick my phone out the window, pointed down towards the back tire, because obviously it was something with the rear end. And lo and behold, every time I hit the brakes, the back axle was shifting by about 10 degrees, um, <laughs> which was causing the back end to, when I accelerated, it caused the back end to go to the left. And when I broke, it caused the, when I hit the brakes, it would cause the rear end to go to the right. Um, needless to say, this is not appropriate behavior. It is uh, less than so optimal. So I, uh, I was, again, I wasn't that far from the house at that point. So I got it home, jacked up the back end, didn't see anything at first. Okay, what's going on? Pop the tire off and then, oh yeah, the, the rear subframe has, has broken in too. And, um. Mm -hmm. You have two subframes. Yeah, I had two. So I'm immediately like, okay, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I go online and the first thing is like, okay, what is this going to cost me? Because this is a stupid amount. It's going to be a stupid mm -hmm. amount of money. It's, it's, a, Merc, it's yeah, a Merc. It's a Mercedes. And, and yes. so I, I'm searching around and I find some prices that I don't like at all. And I go to the Ben's forums that I'm on and I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe somebody there like is parting one out I can find. Like it's, it's a new enough car that I didn't think I was going to find one, but it's worth it. And in doing searches, I found a couple threads of people talking about their subframes and issues that they had with them. So I start reading all these threads, and then sure enough, somebody posts a, a service bulletin for, it was my car and like three others, that Mercedes was offering a 20-year warranty on the subframe because they were having problems with them failing. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's good-ish. Right. It's very un-Mercedes-like, but it well, does happen. Well, no, when there's something wrong, they usually tend to, to make it right. Uh, I, I, that's not what I meant. I meant for something like that to go wrong seems very un-Mercedes-like. Yeah. But they're, they're, good, they're good on, like you're saying, they're, they're being responsible. So anyway, I call the dealership, and I'm like, hey, I need, a, I need to get my vehicle towed there. And they're like, well, what's the problem? I was like, well, my subframe's split in half. And the lady on the phone's like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, my subframe's in two pieces on the rear. And there's a warranty bolt, and here's the the ID for it. Um, I would like you guys to fix it because it broke while I was driving it, and it's under warranty. Uh, so yeah, so I got it towed to the dealership, and then they had it for a week 
But unfortunately, the week they had it was self. Um, was yeah, self. this actually happened. I was heading down to self on, I think it was Wednesday morning was when I was going to be going down. And this happened like Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So like there was basically well, it couldn't no be time. worse timing. So eventually it's like, well, I guess if it, if it happened Tuesday evening, it could have been worse. Say again. Right. If it happened Tuesday evening, I suppose it could have been mildly worse. I was, I, I suggested this is, it couldn't be worse timing. And then I realized, nope, it could, but only by a yeah. little bit. So eventually it was like, okay, so I'm going to have to get a rental. Um, because unfortunately, I if I lived close to the dealership, I could have just gotten a loaner for the week if it has been scheduled. But because this was kind of an emergency thing and it wasn't scheduled, they didn't have a loaner for me. Um, so I had to get a rental. And then the rental place decided that, hey, you rented a midsize SUV. We're going to give you a subcompact. So I went from... I can fit all the stuff I need to take to self to I cannot fit all the things I need to take to self because the amount of cargo space I had shrunk down to basically nothing. 50% of what you had before. And that's if you Actually, get no, I think it was more like 30% the actual storage space in that, wow. in the Buick, which that so Buick it, Encore Enclave, I don't know what it was, whatever the little micro SUV is. That is without question the worst vehicle I have ever driven in my life. Have you ever driven an Outlander Sport? Yes. It's worse than an Outlander yes. Sport. This wow. thing That's saying was something. absolute total garbage. Like, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that is impressively bad. I am hoping that I just got like the worst car that Buick ever made, and it just happened that way, and that they're Unlikely. all not like that. Like, uh, not, I don't I find that likely, but. Or something in the road, and the car would literally like chatter sideways while driving, like it was it was bad. And the springs were so loose; it would it would take like two or three iterations to finally yeah even out. Like and it was like, like a mattress. You were driving seat, a mattress. The seat was just incredibly uncomfortable. Um, like I've never gotten motion sick driving a car before, but like that one <laughs> almost did it. And you were the one driving, and I was the one driving. Yes. That is that's next level bad. It it was bad. It got so bad that like I called Enterprise. Now, mind you, I'm driving down in the middle of the night, so it's not like I can just go back to the place and be like, "Hey, give me a new car." So when I get down to North Carolina, it's now the morning. I call the local dealership, the Enterprise place, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like to change cars like immediately." And they're like, "Well, like, what do you have? What are you looking for?" And I'm like, "Do you have a 30 year old Honda with blown AC?" And no suspension because I'll take it. Like it was that bad. And the guy kind of laughed on the phone and then he looked it up and he goes, Oh, they actually changed a reservation, so we can't give you anything better. And it's like, but like I rented something better. He's like, Yeah, I can see that. But then the place you got the car from, like, they altered that. So we can't give you what you actually rented. We can only give you basically what you already have, which you already have. And you don't want, so we can give you more of what you don't want, or you can just deal with what you have. <laughs> At least they were polite with it. Yeah. So, this anecdote shared to explain why he normally would have oodles of backup hardware and yeah. be able to. You know, he probably would have had a second floppy drive, typically, because he had to constrain the amount of stuff he brought. He still brought all the stuff he needed for his primary objectives, which is quite impressive because you had quite a lot of stuff. Mm. But just goes to show. This man is prepared like three or four or five options deep, typically. 
And this limited him to one, sometimes two options deep, which is very uncomfortable. And it did strike us. So Murphy really, uh, he, he worked overtime for that one. So, yeah, I blame Murphy for the fluffy drive, frankly. So, um, that analysis is why I'm not disappointed in the failure. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it happened. I had a good time doing it. You know, yeah. we had a great time getting through it. It was a tough challenge. It was one of the earliest Linuxes published that we were trying. And so I knew there was going to be a serious challenge. But hopefully um, we can follow up with that this year and get that mm-hmm. to happen. I think we'll be able to. Um, we were on the right track. We just hit hardware problems. Yeah. And, and, and the manuals, there's nothing you could do when you hit the hardware problems. Yeah, the manuals are not going to help you through a hardware problem. No, they are not. Um, they had excellent manuals. Yeah, I mean, if you if I wanted to make you write a SCSI driver for the kernel, you could have... You threatened to do that, as I You'd have been able to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've written SCSI drivers, but I bet I could do it. Well, I mean, all you have to do is follow the documentation, because it's that good. Yeah, it literally is that good. It, it was very impressively good. I miss that, like, that degree of documentation. And printed, too. So... In a company that does that degree of documentation now, which doesn't exist, but let's say they do. Like, how did they, they do would it not back print then? It. Because, like, the I kernel was changing so much back then. I don't know. They had some serious enthusiasts that were willing to put the time in. I guess. That's all I can think of. It's really impressive what they were doing back then. But I also think that it's part of what helped Linux really catch on. Yeah. Without that attention to detail, you don't get the penetration, I think. Because, uh, what was, um, Linux, I think the teaching OS. Uh, who's the um, who's kind of at crossways with Linus? What was that guy's name? I can't remember now. Apple. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, no, no. Maybe. Wait a second. I don't remember what it's called. It was. It was at the same time that Linux was getting big. His version, which was like a training version of Unix. Minix. Minix. That's what I thought. That's what I said earlier. I thought it was Minix. But that's a Tenabomb. Oh, okay. Oh, Andrew Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is who it is. I, I thought you said something else. I yeah, like, I, I said Applebaum. I don't know why. That That's is. why. The I was A like, and the bomb Apple. stuck in my head. And <laughs> Right, so there we go. We have now figured it out. Yes, Andy, and Tenenbaum's Minix um, did not have nearly as good a documentation because it was mostly just him. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result, that and the fact it was him and he was very opinionated and let everybody know it. Probably prevented Minix from getting wider adoption, but Linux had Excellent adoption almost right from the beginning. I think part of it was because of the enthusiast support of it. So it's really impressive what was able to be done. Frankly. Yeah, and Minix is, oh, I don't know if it still is, but in the late 2010s, like, uh, when did it come out? I think it was 17 when the news came out that actually Intel is actually running Minix inside the CPU. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so the microcode and all that, if you've not done the research into processors, dear listeners slash readers, um, if you've not done any processor research, modern processors do not actually run your instruction set straight up. They translate it internally to their own code, which means that there is another layer of abstraction that we are not privy to. And it also means that they can, quote unquote, patch a processor. Mm-hmm. Well, certain things can be patched, like uh, architectural decisions, like the things that led to all the uh, the Spectre attacks. They, they, yeah. You can't do anything about that, right? That was that's architectural decision. There's nothing to be done, you know. But other things like divisional errors or something like that, that can be overcome if you can patch the microcode. So, yeah, and now Intel's actually shipping FPGAs on die. 
They are? Hmm. Yep. I've been kind of tuned out. I didn't know that. It's excellent. They're also, have they finally uh, gone um, general availability for their graphics cards? Yeah. How long ago? Uh, early, or I should say late 2022, I think. Really? Is that long ago? I thought it was this year. Like, they kept delaying 1.0. No, because I ha I have an arc in my system right now. Hmm, okay, well that shows how far behind I am. You have an arc? Yeah. Can you show us? R really, you want me to pull the graphics card out of my computer that's running to be able to show you? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, just pull it out real quick. It's hot swaps, right? It'll be fine. No, that's not the way that works. I'm sure, that's how it works. I've done computers for a long time. That is how it works. No. You just don't know how. No. You're just trying to pretend like it can't be done. No. I I've I've done this a long time. But I wish I'm kind I of a big deal around here, you know. I, I have many leather-bound books, and my my library smells of mahogany or something like that. Oh, he must have another one because he's now disappeared from the screen. I feel like I should be filling this time with Jeopardy music or something. Do 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 do. Well, actually, that's copyrighted music, isn't it? Okay, what were you saying while that. I was going? I was uh. I was humming copyrighted music that we will need to cut okay. out. Oh, he has the box. Intel Arc A770. Yep. Very cool. Okay. How much does those do those run? Uh, a cool thousand or something? Huh? A cool thousand? Nah, this was on sale. I think it was like 289. What? Yeah. Intel made a reasonably priced product that people want. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. I have to adjust my worldview now. Uh, well, no, for the you longest really time, don't. Intel has put out overpriced stuff that people didn't prefer. I mean, yes, that's also true. But those things but are not mutually exclusive. Because they I have know, different product just, stacks, man. They could do yeah, one I, good I, thing yeah. in one area and one I bad get thing it, in but another. Now, I'm, I'm having to like fragment my opinion of Intel. Like part of it is good and part of it is bad. And I don't know how this is like shaking my world. Cause I've been an AMD fanboy for 25 years. Well, I mean, I know that I'm, I'm well aware of your AMD fanboyness. Um, I kept a lid on it on our previous episodes. Did I not? It's... Yes, I did. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm not, say not hiding, just keeping a lid on it. Okay. You, you have kept it restrained. Mm -hmm, restrained, but I haven't hidden it. No. Um. But yeah, I I thought you were capable of understanding nuance, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe maybe you're incapable of understanding nuance. What's nuance? Yeah. Um. Please I, explain it to me. I think one of the reasons that Intel did not charge that much for these, uh, well, a couple things. One, they're trying to break into a market that they've never been in. Mm-hmm. Um, two, they are not putting out hardware that was able to go toe to toe with AMD and NVIDIA's higher offerings. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't really, you know, say, oh, it's really worth it to spend all this money. Um, which resulted in them going, okay, we need to get market share. We need to show that we're actually competent. So let's reasonably price these. And the fact is, most of the people that buy graphics cards are buying up until recently because prices and all that stupid stuff more than $300 was rare. Like if mm -hmm. you actually go on and you look at like the steam surveys for hardware, like it's mostly $200 GPUs there. Mm -hmm. 
again, until recently where things have started to get bonkers because, well, NVIDIA doesn't really offer anything below 300. I mean, I guess they technically do now. Uh, I suppose. I don't know. Um, well, I certainly haven't looked. Yeah. And AMD has been chasing after the, the high dollar figure that NVIDIA has been getting. So mm. there's been less of a, let's go for the, the bottom, bottom end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Intel they, they was, more or less both of them left a market yeah, to so be harvested Intel's by like, Intel. Okay, well, well, we'll go for that market segment because nobody else is. Yeah, but it, it cost them billions in R&D and setup to be able to target that market. So it's going to be a long time before they really pay off that investment. Um, but, yes and no. Because, you know, they'll be able to take what they've, what they learned to fold into the next generation. And then they are going to produce enterprise um, GPUs for enterprise. So they're going to need the experience anyway. So okay. it'll play forward. Right, because they were they were probably starting off wanting to put uh, embedded GPUs and and kind of like their um what is that outboard system system controller? What are those called? Um iDRAC on in Dell and uh the lights out, the lights out functionality of these servers. Yeah. It's a little miniature system SPC, system board computer. Yeah. Um so I think they were looking, Intel was looking for a way to add some GPU capabilities similar to that as like a little add-on, a small card. You don't need the full experience. You just need some additional uh, single instruction, multiple Yeah, they do. I, I don't know who owns A-Speed. I don't know if it's owned by Intel or not. Um, but like if you buy a, a server board that takes an Intel chip, you get a GPU. It's just not very powerful. That's but what, what I'm, they what want I'm suggesting. Accelerators to go after the enterprise market for AIML mm-hmm. and all the other things that you would want. Right. Enterprise. You got two different markets there. Well, more than two, but two I'm, I'm identifying here. One, the people that are actually doing the training, so they need all the horsepower they can possibly get. Right. And two, people that are running the models as an adjunct to whatever else they're doing, so they need some horsepower, but not enough to run a model. Those are what I'm thinking of. And a, a small add on card or an add on board that wasn't a full out graphics card would be very suitable for something like that because you don't need a ton of compute but you do need some um so some kind of like a halfway solution and i think that's what that's what i read intel was trying to go for they could kind of hook into a lot of their their solutions Hmm. maybe that was years old that i read that i don't know that's that's i haven't read anything like that so i don't know i'd be interested to look into that i'll see if i can find that it was a while ago on Slack, probably on Slack, uh, slash or slash dot. There you go. Yeah, got it right. That's how me. words work, Jeff. Yeah, I know how to word. I can word just fine. So speaking of AI and ML, that's kind of popped off this year. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, did you want me to? Did you want me to pick up from that awkward segue there? I, I could totally. I mean, you if here. you want to. Well, no, I, I was kind of enjoying the silence. I was enjoying your awkward. I didn't know it was awkward. I judged it was awkward. I think that says more about you than it does about me. Okay, fair enough. So, AI and ML, go. Yeah. Um, it's funny to think about, like, even in 2022, if you mentioned, like, AI, ML to somebody, they like, their response would pretty much be, like, lol, what? And then, like, now, everybody is talking about it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it entered the Garner Magic Quadrant in a meaningful way. Therefore, they had to start paying attention to it. Yeah. Because everybody pays attention to that Garner thing. The Garner thing? The Matt Garner Magic Quadrant. Do you not know? This is like, it guides businesses in their tech acquisitions. Garner. Okay. Magic. Magic Quadrants. They have this method of, it's just, it's just a, it's a very simple infographic method of breaking down technology on two axes and kind of putting different companies like, so for AI research purposes, let's, let's grade all of the big tech companies and we'll put them on a scale. And so they'll do this magic quadrant thing. It's a, uh, I'm kind of surprised you don't know what it is. But for a long time, they've been publishing kind of like the state of tech. And so they'll like all these different topics in tech, where they are on the feasibility scale and, and the, or not feasibility, but like oh, attainability. You know what I'm talking about? Gartner. Like, Garner, not Gartner. No, there's a T in there. Gartner. No, there's not. There's not. There is. Gartner. Hey, I'm magically getting better search results now. Hey, there's a T in there. Yeah, there's a T in there. That's why we couldn't communicate. I was like, okay. what is this Gardner thing? Like, and, wow. and then I was like, maybe maybe Jeff said Gardner. Like, you know, he's uh, growing tomatoes in well, one I, quadrant and zucchinis in another. And... Well, DuckDuckGo did correct my first attempt to Gardner. So I was like, no, that's not what I meant. I meant Gardner. But apparently I didn't mean that. I yeah. meant Gardner. So, okay. Now I know that this magic quadrant thing. Yeah, magic, the Gardner magic quadrant. It kind of like, it, it's become... An acceptable business meme, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Like, this is a meme that CEOs pay attention to and crap. So, anyway, I, I brought that up to say that it, it, for a long time, AI was kind of like on, uh, on the quadrant, but in that area where you're like way deep into the visionaries territory, right? Yeah. And it started sliding more and more towards leaders, like ability to execute. I'm, I'm not looking at what is the Gartner magic quadrant. Uh, the y-axis is ability to execute. The x-axis is completeness of vision. So when it comes to like AI, it became, there's still a lot we don't understand of what it can do. It's been sliding more towards uh, complete vision a little bit, but really ability to execute has climbed considerably. So then it moved into the leader's quadrant, and that's where everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be in the leader's quadrant. So magically, every company had to have something. Well, it's just, it's the new thing, right? Well, I'm, I'm grossly underselling it. There's a lot of benefit it can bring to society, and it makes sense that almost every company is trying to integrate it in some fashion because of the benefits it can bring. But I just, I don't like the idea of it. It's like a salve. Here, just apply some AI to your arm, and it'll suddenly be better. That's not how it works. Yeah, dude, right? just like blockchain. Yes, yeah, I was, you stole my job. I think the difference here is that AI actually has real-world applications in more than just we're a fancy distributed database that that blockchain is right yeah well when you when you break down you do the uh, the whole minimalism thing on blockchain it's actually very simple and it solves one problem very well yeah and if you don't have that one problem you don't have a use for blockchain no so if you're trying to invent solutions because you're trying to use blockchain you're actually trying to invent a problem that blockchain can solve. Well, and I mean, companies I need are to be really to, bad. I need that. to be able to trade monkey pictures for dollars with friends. Like, don't you hey, know? Hey, you know, the Board Eight Yacht Club 
Bored Ape Yacht Club made billions or something. Oh, so. yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways you can make a lot of money on not good ideas. Uh, well, yes, but this is one of the best and most widely accepted. For a while. For a while. We've come to our senses on it. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that's... I st I'm st so what I don't like is people just dumping on NFTs in general, because I do think that the idea of an NFT is a good idea, and mm -hmm. there's a lot that can be done with it. And I especially love the idea of the whole contracts on a blockchain Yeah, that automatically execute. That is a fantastic idea that has many real-world applications. And I don't like that we have ridiculed the entire idea of the blockchain and all the magic things that it can do because of some, some ape pictures. Well, see, I, I that's just... that's the problem, I think, is the technology was good, and then the forefront of what the technology could end up being was, let's exchange pictures for money. Yeah. Silly, silly, automatically generated pictures that have no value other than they should be worth more later. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a speculative thing. It's a trading card game. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it just... People think when you talk about NFTs, that's all they think of now. I know. They don't and, think uh, of like they're actually we'll need to come up with a different applications. We'll have to come up with a different term that is palatable and not at all associated with a blockchain or NFT. And we'll attach that label to it. And underneath it will actually be an NFT. Yeah, that's called like, so I, I remember thinking about Right. Something more palatable than that. But I, I remember just I watched the UK, use case in my head of let's think about a really terrible transaction right now. Real estate, buying a house sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks so badly. There's so many things you got to do, so much paperwork, so many things the bank has to do. It takes, it, it, even if you're doing a rush job, it takes like two or three weeks to get everything done. So all the different steps that have to happen. I mean, mine happened so, in, in like an hour. Well, you paid cash. Yeah. And it, it probably happened way faster than the bankers were used to or expecting. <laughs> I mean, there were no or bankers comfortable involved, with. though. And... Oh, right. So anyway, no bankers. That makes it very clean. Anyway, the time anytime bankers get involved, everything goes to hell. Right. That's just generally how it works, right? Bankers get involved. I understand why they're involved. This is a big transaction and, and this, that, and the other. But it seems like I'm not saying we assign an NFT and this is represents the house, but the, the smart contracts are an excellent way to, to fill all of these different requirements that we have to do for a real estate transaction. So, and they don't require everybody to be tracking their progress. It's like each individual thing is already being tracked on its own. So uh, on the Ravencoin blockchain, there actually are people that are doing real estate listings on the blockchain. Well, that's good. I like um, that. And like your deed actually is saved as an asset on the blockchain. So like, oh yeah, that's cool. It's a transaction. It can never, you can never actually pull that transaction off the blockchain. So it's now, permanent. The problem is. Oh. Okay. Is that if people are very bad with wallet management, like most people are, and you, the asset for your deed is in a wallet that you somehow lose access to, mm -hmm. well, yes, you could still go back and show I'm the legal owner of this property and blah, blah, blah. But now you're falling back to the old system mm -hmm. that has to stay yes. in place because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do anything with your house. You wouldn't be able to sell your house. As a replacement system, it is not secure enough to be trusted to completely and totally replace the apparatus we have now. I don't know if I would say it's not secure. I would say it's not resilient. Okay. All right, that's fair. Um, because, you know, if your phone gets destroyed and you didn't save your, you know, your password, your backup words to be able to access your wallet, well, mm -hmm. now you can't do anything with any of the assets you had, so they're not your right. assets anymore. And that's not going to be 
sorry to keep using this word, palatable to the masses because yeah. you have to be able to get back into your stuff. And so anything that doesn't have at least some extra way to get into it is never actually going to be acceptable. And the other thing is, it, with that as a situation, if there is ever a way that you can get access to it without having access to your wallet, that defeats the whole thing of, look how secure this is. We can show proof of ownership and nobody can get in and manipulate it because, oh, well, we actually have this whole sideway that we can get in. And, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, so our attempt to take people out of things is ultimately going to fail. And I get that. Yeah. But I still, I have this romantic idea that we can at some point resolve it. Mm -hmm. I think large purchases would benefit from some kind of smart contract interaction. It would simplify a lot of the process that currently has to go back and forth. This, there, this, this, this paperwork has to go here to there to there to there to there to here and back. Five signatures from five different people and this, whatever. You know, a lot of that can be simplified, mm -hmm. automated. I mean, that's what I, that's what I focus on is automation. So when I see a process that is almost entirely by hand, like buying a house and gosh, so the closing took an hour and a half, an hour of which was me reading and signing things. And I, I'm one that I hate signing things that I haven't read. But by the end of that, I was like, I'm tired of reading. I just want my house. I want my keys. Mm -hmm. I just started signing. So towards the end of it, I could have been signing my life away and I wouldn't actually have known. But I read the read carefully the first stuff. And like my realtor was patient because she knew that's the way I was. But the person that was managing the sale was kind of impatient because mm -hmm. I'm sitting there reading. Most people just sign. She didn't tap her fingers or anything. You could tell that kind of way like, oh, great. We got a reader, you know? <laughs> That kind that's of thing. You that's when you got to lean into it, man. Be like, hey, you should go get yourself a cup of coffee. Relax a little. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been smart, you know, but uh, I didn't think like that. And uh, I just I just remember thinking the whole time, there's got to be a better way to do this. So, but uh, I don't have to worry about it, hopefully, for a long time. Yeah. Because it's in my name now. And as long as I keep my mortgage up and don't do anything stupid, it will continue to be in my name. And can't be taken in case I, if I lose my 12 words, right? Because yeah. it's actually registered with the count in the county that it's mine it's a matter of public record that this house and the property it's on is mine right the prop it's the property is mine and the improvements upon it i actually had that backwards mm -hmm. they care about the property not the house right so yeah i still think though that smart contracts and, and some of the other features that are coming out or have already come out would be very beneficial to at least parts of this process and i i hate the idea that we have to this just galls me i had to pay like three thousand dollars for uh, some kind of insurance in title insurance in case the title actually wasn't clean. Like we think it's clean. We think it's going to pass cleanly from you to the other person. But if there's something from the past that shows up that we didn't know, our research didn't find, you need to insure yourself against that fact here, pay $3,000. I was just like, what? I mean, you don't, well, I don't know. Your bank might've required you. Yeah. They... No, they require title insurance. Okay. So yeah, the, see, I didn't the... have to have title insurance, but well, cause you bought it without a bank and you just bought it clean. Yeah. So you're taking all the risk there. Yeah. The bank is like, we're in the middle of this asset. And if something goes wrong on your end, this becomes our asset. And we are not going to buy or own this asset unless we know the title is clean. Therefore, you are going to get title insurance. I didn't have a choice. I was like, okay, must must get title insurance. Uh, my realtor thankfully steered me towards a less expensive option, mm -hmm. uh, still achieving the goal. But like, it just I remember thinking, this is, it, it galled me how much it cost. And if we have clear title you know, in the form of a blockchain or something like that, I, I immediately thought, man, blockchain's terrible, a lot of things, but this would be really good. You can immediately go back and look at every single transaction that this particular item has been involved in and know its history perfectly. And there would be no need for title insurance. Here's the thing. It would be gone. You, 
like that kind of already exists. Okay. Like if in Maryland, if I go back and I search, I can do a search on my house and see all the past owners to a certain point right. that are recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, if I want to go back further than that, then I have to actually go and search the microfish and, you know, the old books that they actually wrote everything down in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't actually like, there is no like, Oh, well we might find something that's, that's, that's off because it's like, well, you didn't find something off when the last dude bought it and I could prove that he's the owner. So why? Okay. So I guess then I'm misunderstanding part of what title insurance is for. It's I was because just this they through. want more Humans money. are involved in this operation. No, well, yes. Uh, yeah. Putting that aside cynically, like legitimately thinking of title insurance as a necessary thing and why it exists and why it's so expensive. Yes, it's a cash grab, but at the same time, it's also they wouldn't mandate it if it wasn't necessary because so it hadn't I happened in the past. From my understanding, uh, uh, title insurance is a holdover from before everything was digitized because it actually took people to sit down and go through the records. And there was the potential that there might be something off on what, you know, the person is saying because there was no source of truth, so to speak, of a state database that has all the records. It was literally okay. pen and paper. Someone had to go and find every transaction yeah. involved and they could have they could have possibly missed something. So that's that, uh, that makes somebody sense. could have fraudulently written like you used to exactly. actually have a paper deed that you would transfer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's yep. possible that you didn't actually, like, you made that up. You had somebody fraudulently plant one and get all the seals and everything. So it looked like you were the actual owner, but you weren't. Mm -hmm. That was a problem that existed in the past. Well, nowadays, yeah, that's not so much a problem. But because it costs so much, it, it's still kind of part of the industry that's still a money-making thing. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. we don't want this to go away because then we're going to have a hard time arguing why it, people need to pay this extra money for something that they're realistically not going to use at all. Yeah. You're paying the title insurance. You're hoping you never, ever, ever have to use, but that's insurance in general, but the title insurance claims are, I would have to guess sub one tenth of 1% of all purchases. Probably lower than that, but I, mean, I don't have any figures to back that up. I'm just guessing. Mm -hmm. but. So uh, title insurance also is useful in, in the instance of like, uh, let's say the house is being sold by a couple in the middle of a divorce or something. And the divorce is not final. Mm -hmm. So the house gets sold before the divorce is finalized. And then all of a sudden there's a big disagreement and the agreement goes out the window. But the house is already sold. Mm -hmm. So what happens there if one of the two parties to the divorce is changing their mind and since it wasn't a signed contract yet, um, really, you shouldn't sell the house before you've agreed you know, first your divorce. I would think but, if that was the case, like, okay, that's on those two people to figure it out and hash it out mm -hmm. because they've yeah. legally transferred the property to somebody else. It's not that person's they problem have. anymore. They have. I'm just, I'm just trying to think legitimately what the uses for title insurances are in the modern day that doesn't involve, like you're saying, the digital transfer of ownership. Other reasons. Mm -hmm. I can remember in underwriting, they were very fascinated in figuring out all the possible ownership angles. They kept asking for more information, more information, more information. Like, guys, it's just me. Go over it. Like, there's nobody else. You don't have to worry about this. I'm, it's just me buying this house. There's no other mysterious hidden party in this transaction. It's just me. So they actually I threatened to walk away because they wouldn't stop uh, asking questions. And I think someone leaned in and said, okay, underwriters, guys, calm down. Like, chill out. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. That was almost two years ago now. Um, 
Gosh, has it been that long? It it has it has been a bit. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a busy busy bit, honestly. Been working a lot, but well, that's not new. That's pretty typical. Although I've been working less. Um, you always used to get on to me for taking PTO and then still working. Yeah, I can't do that much anymore. Good. I still occasionally something breaks and I have to log in and like fix something or a Jenkins job is stuck and. I well, that's just that. Jenkins. I don't mind that. <laughs> that's oh, a feature. Yeah, that 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 happens all the time, right? That's just Jenkins. Yeah, but uh, you go, just citing as an example, you know, things that have happened. But I'm not working on my off days yeah. so much. I mean, you guys, so. you guys haven't just created a cron script to just restart Jenkins every 24 hours just in case. Well, the new version, the, the new cron, ins, uh, the new Jenkins instance we're building actually kind of yes, uh, it's entirely containerized. Oh. Entire all the config comes from uh, version control. Okay. In fact, even the jobs come from version control. If you want to create a new job, you submit it to version control. Wow. The timer checks and says, oh, we need to reissue the Jenkins instance. And it does it. Boom. Look at you guys. Yeah, we're, we're, so we have not started using it for all of our build stuff, but we were pretty, pretty uh, advanced. I got to brag on my coworker about that. I'm not going to mention him by name, but if he listens to this podcast, he knows who he is. He did all of that work. He did excellent work. So, yeah, so we're, we're trying to be very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty incredible for a company who's historically not been modern. But, you know, that's what happens when you finally invest deeply in DevOps. You can take things very far. Yeah. I do. I'm kind of disappointed we have to spend so much effort to work around uh, Jenkins's issues, especially since there's other options out there. But the developers are used to Jenkins. We've been using it forever, and Mm -hmm. they're not going to change. So, like, okay, this is what they're going to use. All right. So we went forward with Jenkins. There's a ton of options out there right now. There's like every GitLab and GitHub, all of them, they all have pipelines and build processes built into them now if you really want to mm-hmm. for really cheap. But, you know, that's not my decision. Yeah. We're just using what we got. Anyway, winding that stack back up, I'm not working nearly as hard on off days and I'm actually taking off days. And, uh, well, a lot of the off days I'm spending working on the house. So it's not like I'm not working. Right. Yeah. No. Such is home ownership. I've been doing battle with weeds for the last couple of years. I think I'm losing the battle, but you know, it's uh, the home ownership is it's fun. Uh, I like the idea that it's my asset, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it takes an awful lot of upkeep, so, mm-hmm. as you well know. Especially if if your house is falling apart and has no heat, and uh, the basement's about to collapse, and the beams are rotting. Just just as a for instance, you know, right. Uh, Citing as a random example something I happen to have interacted with in the past takes a lot of effort and upkeep to just keep everything together. Yeah. Thankfully, we don't know anybody who's in that condition. No, no, we, we, we don't, we don't know anyone who. Nope, not a soul. House nope. In dire straits. That. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a squirrel hotel. Yeah. So the gray squirrels won this year. Oh, they did. They did. Good for them, I think. So, Although I think I prefer the red squirrels. Uh, no, the red squirrels come the inside. The red squirrels are chattier, aren't they? Red squirrels come inside, and they're meaner. Oh. Well, then screw the red um, squirrels. The gray squirrels are a little bit friendlier, I would say. Um, and they don't come inside. They stay outside. So they have... They, so it's good that they won. They won the battle for the porch, so they are keeping the red squirrels away. Okay. So they just store acorns and stuff in your house. They don't actually go in themselves. No, they don't store anything in the house. What? They don't come in the house. At all? No. Surely they do somewhere. Nope. Why wouldn't they? 
I, dude, I don't know why. I don't know. But like, if there's ever been okay. a squirrel in my house, it's been a red squirrel. Okay. The gray well, ones do that you, not. That come you know in. of, that you have recorded or seen. You haven't seen all the squirrels that have entered your house. And I'd be, I'd put some money down. I'd put a fiver down on the fact that there are gray squirrels that enter your house on a regular basis. You just, okay, not in a way that is very visible to so, you. So, I know where the gray squirrels are in the porch, and I never find any food in of their food inside the house, but I do find it outside, hidden on the porch. And it's right by where they would need to go if they wanted to come in the house. But okay. it's not in the house. And if they wanted somewhere warm, like it would be warmer inside the house than where they are. So like they're mm-hmm. not doing it for food storage. They're not doing it for warmth. So yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I can see how your assessment of the gray squirrels are not in the house. I think it seems the gray squirrels valid. are a little more skittish. So they're less likely to want to be around a human. Okay. Um, whereas the red squirrels are more like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> my house. So. So have you ever made an arrangement with the squirrels? Uh, no. Um, I just let the, the, the two... The two tribes of squirrels fight it out every year. Tribes. And then depending on who wins and who loses, I then either have to deal with it or I don't have to deal with it for the winner. Okay. That makes um, sense. So the question is then, how do I stack the decks so that it's more likely that the Greys win next year? Oh, that's a good question. I was just thinking that myself. Hmm. So is there a peculiarity to the red squirrels that you can take advantage of that you've observed? Not that I've observed. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I can think of a couple things. Okay. Put traps and or poison in the places where the red squirrels would get into. So if they do happen to get past the gray squirrels, they get killed. Now, then you have a, a smelly... Yeah, then I have a dead carcass in my house. But it will definitely serve as an excellent reminder to the other red squirrels not to get in the house. Okay, I would I would disagree because the uh, the mice okay. show that to not be true. Okay. Because I've done that before when I've laid out like four traps and like I come back and they're all off, which means that fourth dude walked past three of his dead buddies and went, nah, I got this. <laughs> Maybe mice aren't very bright. Yeah. Maybe red squirrels I mean, are I don't bright. mind red squirrels as long as they're outside. They just don't want them inside. But they, yeah, but that's the thing. You just said they don't stay outside. They come right, in. That's why I need the gray squirrels to win the porch. So then the, the red squirrels don't. I, I'm I'm effectively saying the one thing that comes to mind is poison pilling the areas they would want to conquer in the house. But as you've already alluded to, that that's not going to work. So right, and again, I don't to, want to kill back them. Back to the drawing board. You apparently want to. If they're a nuisance animal, well, they're not a nuisance when they're not in the house. Okay. Like, I enough. just need them to not win the porch, and then I don't have to poison them. That's the point that I need to win. Is I need the gray squirrels to win the porch, and then okay. I don't have to deal with the red squirrels. All right. Fair enough. Well, that sounds like a, a ripe problem for a camera and an AI model that trains to look for red squirrels. But to then do what? And then arms the water cannon. Yeah. And tries to spray okay. it. Okay. So, so you thought I was going somewhere legitimate. I did. Didn't you? I did. I was, <laughs> I was actually hopeful Will that you do. were going somewhere legitimate. Not that I was oh, going to build an not. auto-tracking anti-red squirrel AI. Absolutely not. 
I would never help you in such a way. You're on your own, bud. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, that's the only thing I can really think of to do. Like, if you can't, if you don't want to harm them, you're looking for non-lethal ways to discourage the red squirrels from getting onto the porch. But you don't want to discourage the gray squirrels. So you can't just use a squirrel anti-squirrel mechanism. You have to use a selectively anti-squirrel mechanism. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could think of to do that would be to train something that recognizes red and gray squirrels differently. So that means a model. So, I'm not trying to be like all fancy, but I am trying to legitimately problem solve here. And I legitimately arrive at a legitimate use for a trained model. So, if only you had the assets to build one. I mean, I have the assets to build one. Well, how's, how's your Python builder going? My Python builder? Aren't you building a model that'll write Python? I've code? already got that model. Oh, you finished yeah, it? It's done. done. So, Python never evolves? They'll never have to touch it again. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll do more. They'll never want to improve it again. Time. Right. Yeah. But... See, so it's not done, is it? It's never done. Well, version one is done. Fair enough. So now those assets are available to be used for training your red squirrel versus gray squirrel model. No. Why not? Because that's not what a code generation model would be able to do. No, I'm not, no, it's not the, the asset, not not the model itself, but the assets you use to train the model are now available to be used to train something Hypothetically, else. Hypothetically, yes. Problem is, yes. I would need to capture a significant amount of data of the porch um, with cameras that I could then mm-hmm. identify as what's gray, what's red, track that in the video so that I then have the data set to be able to train a model to then be mm-hmm. able to identify. And you would have needed to start to collect this data. Like years ago, yes. to have enough data to train. Correct. So past self really failed and not doing that. Yeah, yeah, past self definitely failed. Um, so anybody listening to this, if you think you might ever want to model about something around your house, start taking images and picture, uh, video of it now. Yeah, save terabytes of video data. of random stuff outside your house in mm-hmm. case you might want it in the future. It, that sounds logical to me. I mean, that's literally what businesses have been doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just uh, now yeah, they figured out much. how to use it. Mm-hmm. They have figured out many ways to monetize it. So, yes, I also that's what I'm suggesting. don't have the hardware that would be necessary if I had the model made to be able to run the model. Wait. If you can train the model, you can run the model, right? Efficiently, Explain. no. Because depending on what the model needs are... Okay. Like, there are... Um, there's little M.2 hujigs that's a technical who word jigs. for it, who jigs. Who jigs? Um, that you can Model use for visual you spell video jigs? analysis and identification. But you need to have a model that's pre-trained to load onto that. But I don't have okay, this there. Because then you can just load those on whatever. Because I would have to have one associated and then doing the, all the different camera feeds. Mm-hmm. And then that system would also then need to be able to talk to whatever hardware system I build that's a squirt gun. Yeah. I and I don't have all of that stuff. You could, though. I mean. If you really wanted to. If you wanted it bad enough. If you wanted the Grace Girls to win badly enough, you would invest in the, them. The heart is willing. JT, it breaks my heart that you don't care that much about your Grace Girls. No, no, no. It's not that. Again, the, the heart is willing. The wallet is weak. <laughs> the wallet is weak. <laughs>
I mean, trust me, if I had the money, I would totally do it just because why that'd make for great. Yeah, they'd make an interesting series of YouTube videos, yeah. no less. Yeah, like like the YouTube videos of the guys who was three D printing a home for the squirrels and the frogs. You know. Yeah. That that was actually wildly entertaining. But there's a dude that does the squirrel maze in his backyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the squirrel challenges. Those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. We have a couple of squirrels around here, but they don't tend to see them much because I have a dog that likes to chase squirrels. Yeah. So they don't like to come in my backyard. Oh well. She, my dog has chewed up all the grass in the backyard chasing squirrels. <laughs> so whatever grass I might try and grow out there is just not going to happen because she's just very enthusiastic about it. Oh, well, she's having a good time. That's good. And the squirrels are staying out. Those dastardly, terrible, destructive animals. You also don't have as many ingress points in your house, I'm assuming, as I do. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, but I'm insulted. Uh, actually, you shouldn't be. That's a compliment. I'm insulted. You're insulted that your house doesn't have as many holes as mine does. Okay. Well, don't use words I don't know. Ingress? Egress. You don't know what ingress, ingress. is? I'm kidding. I'm good. Jeff, you are shameful. I can't believe you just didn't. Mm. I don't know if you're diffusing the joke or what, but clearly I was joking. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. We're out of practice. We're out of practice. <laughs> We'll just blame it that. We'll just chalk it up to that. Yeah. So what are your plans in the new year? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's what we originally intended this call for. Um, yeah, now that we're an hour into it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody's enjoyed the ramble. Um, my plans for the new year, I still have to keep the house up, although it seems like it's staying up on its own right now. Um, oh, that, that gap in the back porch closed on its own. It's kind of entertaining. Um, it's still there. There's still like a half inch gap. So I got to keep an eye on it. But I, I was going to have to hire somebody to grab jack the, the porch mm -hmm. and fix it. But it looks like I can put that on hold. So um, more house stuff, um, more focus on personal health and uh, you know, focusing on losing weight. I ate a lot over the Christmas holiday and I am feeling it. And I need to work a lot of that back off again. I'm sure listeners can empathize with what I'm saying here. Uh, there's everywhere you turn, every social gathering, everything you do, there's cookies and fudge and this and that and the other. And you're, you're even if you're skipping on 80% of it and you're having a little bit, it just, it adds up, you know? And so I'm going to focus on trying to lose weight and I have to keep the house mm -hmm. standing and, uh, might look into, so I want the dog that I adopted last year, the organization, I might look into becoming a foster for them. So that could be interesting because they have need of foster families, like a medium term, like you need to host a dog for a month or two, you know, that kind of thing. And oftentimes the dogs come in with some kind of uh, challenge or damage or something. And so your, your role as the, the foster is to help figure it out and to start mitigation and, and healing. For the so dog. what I'm hearing and is you don't have enough complexity its... in your life. You need to add an unknown variable into the mix. Well, when you put it like that, now I don't want to do it. It was just something I I thought last year that I thought this would be nice. I mean, and isn't that I what you kind of already have right now? Except it's just not temporary. What do you mean? You mean? Well, I, I don't say this to be mean, but your dog has issues. What dog doesn't? There's a lot of them that don't have issues. Well, I don't know of any. I've met lots of dogs. Clearly, no dogs have issues. No dogs have no issues. That's what I'm saying. I get, yes, I get what you're saying, right? Um, especially when you're 
fostering dogs you've no experience with at all there's that risk so i guess i just don't have enough crazy uh, complication in my life boy now i'm less enthusiastic about this idea now that i've vocalized it um yeah so maybe i won't be fostering dogs who knows we'll see well i mean i'm um, not i'm not it's on my radar right right i haven't committed to anything i haven't reached out to the organization yet but it's on my radar um i had a really great experience with them the texas airedale rescue team for anybody who's interested uh, i rescued a two and a half year old airedale in march yeah if anybody wants a she's... furry mop in texas they've got them a mop yeah no not yeah. a mop. dude the whole face it's a mop no it is not I, mean, I don't hate on them for being a mop but it's a mop well it sure sounds like it right no, now it's stating a fact they're not mop anyway we're just gonna have to disagree on this they're not mops <laughs> Besides, you can get them trimmed however you like. But you, um, you, ah, 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 you can, but yeah, so you have to groom uh -huh, them. Like they're, yeah. they're they're terriers, they have to be groomed. Right. Like they don't shed very much, which is an upside. Let me tell you, I mean, I've had dogs that shed like crazy, and it'd be like there's a there's enough dog hair in each corner of the house to make another dog somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works, but it just felt like that. So it's really nice to have a dog that's, well, I mean grooming's not free, but. It, uh, Get the Floby, man. What the Floby? You don't know what the Floby is? I absolutely do not know what the Floby is. Jeff, I am, I am devastated. You don't know about the Floby. It sounds like something from Rick and You're Morty. You're a child of the '90s, man. How do you not know what the Floby is? Well, instead of just saying the word over and over again, why don't you like link me to it so I can no, see? No, because it? Maybe I want I... this in your search history. Oh no, I, that's I no. It's, it's not bad. Not... It's not bad. I promise, it's not bad. No, I just now I feel my contrarianness is coming out. I refuse to search for it. I don't know what the Floby is. Apparently, it's from a long time ago, and it's topical today, and I don't care. Okay. So Well, that would solve your problems. Hmm. All of them? Yes, that would Floby solve every problem magical. you have in life, Jeff. A Floby. magical device that I'm still not going to search for because <laughs> it's made of unobtainium, I'm reasonably certain. Right, so moving on from the device that doesn't exist because I won't search for it. No, no, no. The, 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 the Floby absolutely exists, and it is not related to the bad man and the word that does not exist. Though, I I'm wonder if he has a Floby. Still not going to search for it. Anyway, so that's my uh, horizon. What about I you? What's, can... uh, what's, what's coming up for you for the new uh, year? Well, I am going to make sure that you know what a Floby is. Oh. Um, that's it, that's, huh? That's one of the things on my list. Your list seems awful short and really. Well, you know, I've got uh, I've got time to lacking in content. To figure out. To figure out. You got an entire is. year to figure out what you're going to do for the year. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I've got. Uh, I need to write a talk for self. Oh yeah, um, I should do that too. I, I'm thinking it might end up being two. I want to actually write my talk before I submit it this time. Yeah, that'd be a good be idea. Nice. Because it's happened so many times where I, I have a great idea and I start working on it and then I get sidetracked and then I'm like, well, I have to submit the topic now. So I go ahead and submit the ideas of what I had. And then as I'm working on the talk, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't submitted that idea because I need to alter it a little bit. But you can't because you've already submitted well, it. Well, so I mean, you could. I, I have done so. I've just been like, this is what I started with and this is actually where I ended. Yeah. You know, I've done that before. But uh, in general, it's better to have it already prepared before you submit it. Or at least have an outline so you know what you're going to cover. The research done, right? Your yeah. Research done, conclusions drawn. Right. You know, I, I really enjoyed uh, your uh, Ram over IP. That was quite fascinating. That was fun. I really that was that was that was fun. Yeah. 
And the fact that it worked as well as it did was kind of very entertaining and mm-hmm. astounding, frankly. Yeah, the only thing I'm, I'm wondering about with self is I don't know. This, this is going to be a funny problem to have. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the power that I need. What are you at the hotel? Bringing? I mean, I'm sure they have are you, it. Are you bringing like like a mega bake oven Dude. or something? I just don't know if they're going to be able to, or I shouldn't say be able to. I should say be willing, willing to give me access to a 240 volt line. No, they will not be. I'm reasonably certain they will. I mean, not I don't be. know. Maybe, maybe we could swing it. Mm. I mean, it's just a 240 volt line. It's not like it's. Let's say this. Yes, you could swing it, but you probably need to bribe quite a lot of people. So if you want to swing it for practically nothing for a conference where we can we people are allowed to come to free, right? We're trying to keep our costs down. Probably not going to happen. But if you grease the right palms, I bet it could. I think the biggest difficulty is going to be where the hookup would be and where I would need it. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they don't have 240 volt lines into the conference rooms. No, they do not. But the right well, electricity. Actually, you know what they might? The changes, they could. They might There's no reason they couldn't electrify a circuit that is, well, no, there is a reason because it's got to be rated for 240. If it's not, then you electrify it that way and bad thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think it's likely you're going to be able to get a 240 circuit, but I, I would love to be proven wrong. I'm, I'm happy to see you try. Yeah. So self is in June, and yep. educating me about the F whatever is a five-minute task. So what are you going to do for the remaining uh, 11 months and three weeks? Well, I don't know. I think educating you about the Floby might take longer. Oh, you think it'll take longer than five well, minutes? I mean, it's like, what, taking longer than five minutes? minutes already. Okay, let's 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 be generous and budget an entire hour. Let's, let's okay? budget an entire month. Well, no, I am not going to give you a month of my time to learn what the heck this thing right. is. No, it's going to take me that long to convince you to actually find out what it is. But you're, it's not like you're one hundred percent of the time. All time is devoted to convincing me, because then I would like stop answering your calls. Right, which right? Just, just means so it's not fair to say, more of my time. It, it might it might take a month, but it's not going to take a man month of effort. Well, I mean, it might. So, it might that might be what it takes. With the remainder of the man month of effort that it will not, that you will not be spending. What are you going to do? A floby for you and have it mailed to you. Oh my gosh, this is getting out of hand. This is rapidly getting. I mean, out you of could you could so, end this right now. You have the capability to end this whole. Oh, where's look? Look, here's the leave button. Look at yeah. that. Boom. And then everyone will know that you ran away because you were scared of the Floby. I'm not scared of the Floby. I just refuse to search for it because it entertains me. Because of your response and how you've re- reacted. Apparently, it's so important to you that you're willing to devote a man month of effort to get me to look at it. Because I think so this that would means... really solve your problem. Okay, well, I think it's hilarious that you're going to spend all that effort on... That's how much leaking. I care, Jeff. That is how much I care That's about your problems you... and giving you solutions to make your life better. And here you are taking that and just throwing it away because you don't appreciate how much I care about solving your problem. JT, I don't have a nice way to put this. You must live a sad life if that's the focus of your life. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about you. We, you just did. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so let's say we get past the F whatever thing. The Floby. Flow, flow bot. Floby. Flow, flow, yeah, that thing. What are you going to do with the remainder of your time? Um, well, I'm going to start by posting this random link in the Infinite Dominion so that everyone wonders, like, what does this have to do with anything? Because that will be funny. Fomenting unrest. That's the answer, which he's quite good at. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm not clicking that link. You need to click that link, man. I will not click you that should. link. I will I refuse to. Now he's going to try and hack my system and force my browser to open it. No, I, I'll just find another way to get it to you. Um, mm -hmm. Does Google do auto preview I, I, on text you know messages you could do? on Android anymore? You could, you could print it out and mail I it to me. Mail you the thing. I suppose that's true. If you're willing to go that far, I will take a look at it. If you actually mail me the thing, if it's that important to you, I don't know how much it costs. Mail I need me to something. Find out how much it costs. Exactly. Before you commit to anything, you better check that out. Yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, you can buy it on Amazon. Okay. Thank. You just gonna work. How do you buy this thing? I guess people are gonna know exactly when oh, we recorded this. Oh, crap! That thing is m more money than I would like to spend. Okay. Which actually so, doesn't mean it's that much money. Um, your threshold is incredibly low. Is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, all of it's going towards maintaining the house. Yes. That's exactly what's happening. Oh, wait. Hold <clears> on. <throat> wait, what? Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Now you're not talking to our listeners. No, because, you're because mumbling they, to yourself. they need to go on to Floby.com and investigate what this miraculous thing is that would solve Jeff's problem with his dog. Um, so as far as the rest of my year, uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, this is why it's taking 10 minutes to get to the rest of this question, because you don't have an answer. Right, because I don't. Um, then why'd you ask I it? asked you what your plans were. Oh, I didn't know I was going to have You didn't think answer. I would ask you that? Oh, right, because it, 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 the same question doesn't apply to both of us. Mr. Brilliant over here. Well, no, you just usually get distracted and go off in a different direction, so then I never have to... That's, that is very unfortunately yeah. true. I can't believe that you were counting on that gambit. <laughs> the one time I was counting on it, and it failed. <laughs> Maybe I've evolved in the last couple of years. I've gotten a little more better. More better. More better. Wow. At, yeah. <laughs> more better at staying on task. No. No, that's not likely. I just got lucky this time. He's shaking yeah. his head. Nodding his head now. Anyway, so, enough stalling. Okay. What's your answer? What's my answer? I need to get more work. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, oh, I think that's... there is a secret squirrel project you're not aware of. Oh. Okay. Only three, two, three other people are aware of it. Okay. Well, now there's going to be a lot more aware of it. Oh no. Nope. Because I'm not talking you're, about you're it. You're bringing it's it a secret up. Squirrel. You're 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 creating. An item in people's minds to attach to a label, mm -hmm. and you're not giving any more information, but is now attached, and it's going to eat at people. Yes, you don't want to know. Yes, it will. So you're doing this deliberately? Um, no, I'm doing it deliberately because it's going to eat at you. Let's well, see. I'm a new man. I don't. I don't but do it's anymore. a. It's just a software project. It's nothing. Nothing major. Okay. Well, then um, let's that. see what else. Uh, I. You know what I need to do? I need to learn Comfy UI. I don't know what the heck that is, and I'm glad so I don't. So if you do stable diffusion, image, AI image generation, there are various different UIs that you can actually use that you interact with that handle the actual interaction with the model on your behalf. Okay. Um, and Comfy UI is one of them, and I've only lightly dabbled with it. I mostly have been using Automatic 11.11, 11. 
because naming is amazing in, in, in the tech space. So, yeah. When you have to attach a label to everything, you kind of run out of good ideas really fast. Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's just that people in tech really suck at naming things. Yeah, like, yeah. They really do. Well, that's why, like, 10 years ago, I just created a note in my phone. I'm like, anytime I come up with a name for anything, I'm just going to write yeah. it down. On the off chance it might be useful. That's how this show got it named. It, it, yeah, it came it, from that it list. It became useful. Mm -hmm. It only took uh, six years or five years for it to become useful. You just never know, right? So it's names of a town, a fictional town I come up with, or a river, mm -hmm. or a person, or a process, or a beverage, or anything, really. Just kind of a name comes into my head. I'm like, well, that could be useful somehow. I write it down. And I've got this really long list now. Yeah, see, hold on. And every, every time I need to name something, I just refer back to the list. Like, is anything on here relevant to the thing I'm trying to name? Oh, look, that that might work. Okay. Or or maybe it's not relevant, but it gives me the idea, the spark to go get the thing that is relevant. Mm -hmm. So, seed data. I've been collecting seed data for naming things so that I am not so bad at it. Yeah. Um, What is this other one called? I say all this to encourage others to do the same because we are, as 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 a field, as as a niche, very bad at naming things, and we need to get better. Yeah, calling something eleven eleven is no, insufficient. It's automatic eleven eleven. Oh, sorry, sorry. Automatic. Well, 11, actually, 11. I don't even know if that's the way you're supposed to say it. That's just the way everyone says it because it's the word Maybe automatic like, uh, followed by four automatic ones. And just automatic oh. eleven eleven is the fastest way you can say it, or like a eleven eleven. Automatic one. I don't know how the developers want it to be spoken. Well, they can contact us if we've done it. But then there's Comfy UI, which I mentioned that I wanted to use. I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's Stable Swarm, which uses Comfy UI. There's Easy Diffusion. Okay, those are not crazy names. Then you have no. Ting Tingin. That's another one. And then you have Focus, like F-O-C-U-S, but there's three O's, so it's Focus. That's focus. Focus, if you if you want. Focus. Because um, it's three O's. Two O's together becomes ooh. Three O's would be oh ooh, right? Uh, yeah. Becomes a, yeah. A, a, a trip thong. Oh. Focus. Any of the developers want to help correct us on the naming and the pronunciation? Please reach out. Yeah, and then of course you have focus. the ones that are like named after the developer. So like. Was the one like Ish Jiggy Tiger is another one. Um, and then like Ananapi is another one. Yeah, so it just it gets it gets chaotic. And there's oh there's there's um there's Mochi, I think. Mochi's another one. Yeah, basically we, we suck at naming. Is, is yeah, how much. that works out. Um well, it's it's easy to like pick a pantheon or a, a series or something and just start picking names from yeah, there. Yeah, but instead, it's instead we we'll just start like random but, letter generator. You're like, oh yeah, this is a good this yeah. is a good mix of letters. Is this a name or a password? I can't right? tell. Could be both. So yeah, I wanna I wanna learn Comfy UI, and that'll take some time. Cool. It's uh it's a node based UI. Oh, you have to take a shower every time. No, you look actually, at it. you know. I, I actually like node-based programming. <laughs> I know that's like a dirty thing to whoa, a lot of whoa. people. Whoa, what? Whoa. Oh, okay. Hold on. Say that hold again, on, please. On. Say that again. Not Node.js. Node. Oh. Okay. He's still yeah. not beating hard. Calm down. I was like, have you gone no. to the dark side? I was about to like no, just no, seriously no. 
hurling insults at wild and random at you for the fact that you would even dare to consider. No, have you ever seen now this is like the worst implementation ever, but have you ever seen like the unreal engine node maps? I've heard of, um, I started looking into them a while ago, but I haven't really done game development. So I don't, I've only barely little looked into them, but I kind of have an idea. So basically it is a graphical way to program that, Instead of using, you know, like physically writing out your class and then having in parentheses the things that are going in and what what value they are or what type they are or anything like that, you have a little box mm-hmm. that is enabled for the class. And then that class has certain input little buttons and little output buttons. And depending okay. on other nodes, you can connect them so the input or the output of one becomes the input of another. It's basically, it's a way to graphically represent it. Okay. And because of that, if you are learning something, it's really nice because when you create the node, like you see all of your possible inputs and outputs. Okay. So it's not like, okay, let me go read, you know, spend five minutes reading the documentation on this class to figure out what types can this take and then what types can it spit out because visual representation is a faster way to communicate a lot of that information. So, okay it allows you to build out structure really quick. The downside... But this would only really work for a non-statically typed language, something that's a little flexible, like like a Python or something, right? Because mm. if it's... Like in C, if you're running all the possible inputs you would take, unless you're diving into generics, which, God help you, um, all the po- you'd have to write a different function for each input, or, or different each uh, each input uh, variable type. Well, I mean, so, Unreal Engine something that's a little more plus, like, so... Huh. Well, then that just shot my theory to crap. I need to look into that. But anyway, so the the node-based thing, it's it's also used a lot in Blender for when you're doing animations or you're adjusting things. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it's used in okay. DaVinci Resolve when you're having output go in and uh, to different elements that you want to do. Like you want to do color correction, and then you want to do time warping or all these other things. You can build it out in a node tree so that you can then take that mm-hmm. and rapidly iterate that on multiple clips and... It is powerful. The downside okay. is that it can be abused. And in the case of like... Well, so can any powerful tool. Unreal Engine. It gets abused <laughs> to the point that there are like... There are sites that are dedicated to just showing the horrible chaos that can ensue. But it's because you're visually representing complex code. So it, it, it can... Mm-hmm. There's like a perfect window for where it's really awesome before it gets out of control. Ah, So as long as you're within that window, it's good stuff. Once you go beyond that, it's like, okay, this is now becoming unmanageable. So it's like what Ruby on Rails was intended to be. As long as you stay on the rail, you can program very, very fast and very simply using all the Ruby features. The second you take a a foot off the rail, you're in pain land. I understand what you're saying. I don't, Analogy fail? I, I think it's an analogy fail, yeah. So okay. with using, let's say, um, Blender, for example, you have all the nodes. Mm-hmm. They fit together, and you can design whatever you want. So there's no real way to go off the rails because you just have more nodes. It's just the complexity gets to a degree where if you need to make a small change, it becomes hard because you literally have... Spaghetti of connections between all the nodes. 
I'm, I'm looking here at this picture you've given yeah, me. Yeah, like that's a, that's a simple one. Right. Yeah, I can see. Uh, I you know actually I have seen images. This is what I remember now. Yeah, people posting ridiculous node maps that are like way outside the bounds of what it would be good yeah. sense. But they're having to do it this way because they're using the nodes mm -hmm. tool and it ended up looking like this crap. Yeah. And you can create a map and make it like the map becomes itself a node on another map and stuff like that. So they're like abusing mm -hmm. that feature and all kind of crazy stuff like that. Um, but anyway, so Comfy UI uses that type of uh, node layout, um, okay. which is why it's much more powerful because you get to define what the pipeline is rather right. than the other yeah, UIs, like which basically are like, we're only going to give you a couple options, and that's what you live in, and then that's all you get. Clearly, this is all you're ever going to want to do, so we're just going to focus on that. But no, there's a lot more application, a lot more things you could do. So that's going to take some time to learn, um, just because yeah. there's so much there. Okay, um, speaking sense. of, uh, we actually have a second channel. Um, yes, we started a second channel. Just about AI back. stuff. Um, we pretty much just rant about AI the yeah, whole time. Post links and. And we're also, you know, as new models or new new tools come out, we we talk about yeah. them too. We share about them. It's an enthusiast community for machine learning um, stuff. And it's, it's small right now, which is nice. Nice little little group. Um, it's we we got real original with the name. Speaking of naming, it's just the artificial mm -hmm. dominion. The artificial dominion, yes. So, feel so free to join, join us if you like. If yeah. you're interested in chatting or just keeping up on the AI stuff, or or even if you're not, I'm just keeping up on the AI stuff. I don't do any of the machine learning programming myself. I just, I, well, I don't want to fall behind because I know it's going to be impactful in my job mm -hmm. at some point. I just, I don't actually want to be investing effort in it right now too because I'm fixing a house. Yeah, it's so. it's weird. There's a split between how fast things are moving between research, development, and then implementation. Um, usually those things kind of move kind of in the same speed. There's a little bit of delay. But like right now in the AI space, it seems that the speed of those different tracks is very, very different. Yeah. Which is in interesting it's to watch interesting. how that plays out. Yes. Well, that's going to take a, probably a considerable amount of your effort and time. Many more man months of effort than convincing me to click this Speaking of Floby, Rod chimes in and saying that, yeah, it was revolutionary in the 70s or 80s. Well, okay. I'm glad to know that the thing that I'm not clicking was revolutionary. And it's also got a pedigree that goes back 40 years. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years, yeah. Right, so now we're basically, this is Devlin's work. Okay, so I think that's it. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, all we're You're still feeding to me, so hopefully I will still have I guess we'll get the, the tail end of this. It'll sound somewhat different, maybe. Depends. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, that's fine. We still have it. That's why we defense in depth. That's right. That's exactly why we do this. So Perfect. hopefully it will not be a year till we record again. No, I don't think it will be. Like I said, I'm trying to build up my dedicated podcast space, and I do want to get back into it. I'm feeling like the concerns that I had last year, this year, this will be this year, they're just not being, not having a lot to talk about, are, are ebbing. So mm -hmm. I think we'll be resuming this coming year in 2024. Coming, so. coming soon, 2024 episodes. Yeah. The opinion you're, you're is not done. So if, if, if it gets to be March and there's been no new episodes, you need to, you need to hurl things. Hurl things. There you go. Yeah. And, and tell, Joe, tell Jeff that he needs to buy a Floby. 
don't do that. Please don't do that. No. Enough peer pressure already. No, more no, peer pressure. More. more peer pressure no, on the movie. No, we do not need any more on Listeners, whatever the heck is I want this. you to email in JT at MindRip Media about how much Jeff needs to buy a Floby. Do not do that. Please do not do that. And make sure to, to ping him in the Telegram channel to I, buy I a will Floby. be eternally disappointed if you do. Um, but whatever. All right. Yeah. So, go ahead. Anyway. Just, just or, or send in messages about everything or anything else we've talked about here. Or just, hey, it's nice to hear you guys again. Or I thought you were dead or anything. Yeah. Really. Let just, us know what just... you've been doing, what you got going on, if so there's anything interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, let us know uh, how you're doing. That'll give us some some fodder to get things rolling again. Absolutely. So I think the, the first couple of episodes as we get back into it are probably going to be mostly interactive like that. Yeah. Just because there's been so much that's happened in the last year, year and a half or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope you enjoyed our extended ramble. Yeah, because it was it was a ramble. Well, but that's fine. If they like if they like us, then they'll listen. Yeah. They may listen even if they don't like us. I guess this is us signing off. Um, do we want to change our normal ending, or should we just keep with it? I'd say for now, just keep with it until we come up with something better. All right. Well, that's the worst to me. Uh, bye, everybody, and be excellent to each other. Bye.